Is there a realistic chance that Dan Mullen could actually become the new offensive coordinator at the University of South Carolina? I'll give my thoughts on that and more today on Locked On Gamecocks. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And we are getting closer and closer to officially being fully in the off season for South Carolina's football program. And with all that and some of the big decisions that are coming down the pipe that are going to affect this program's trajectory over the next season at the minimum, there's a lot of talk on social media, a lot of people who are wondering who the next offensive coordinator will be, wondering if Spencer Rattler could be coming back. And if he does come back, what kind of impact could that have for this football team heading into 2023? What kind of impact could it have on the transfer portal? I'm going to touch on all of those subjects on today's show of Locked On Gamecocks. So let's get started with one of the biggest rumors that took place on Wednesday night as within just a matter of a couple of hours, there was suddenly a plethora of tweets on social media specifically talking about the possibility of former Florida and Mississippi State head coach Dan Mullen joining South Carolina staff as their new offensive coordinator. So let's get on right into it. Is this something that is legitimate? Is this something that could actually take place? Well, while I have no solid inside information, admittedly, to give y'all regarding this situation, I will say, in just my own personal opinion, I don't see any way that this actually happens. Now, I will admit, if you follow me on Twitter, I did sort of pitch in on the fun a little bit in terms of all the tweets that were going on surrounding Dan Mullen and Shane Beamer because I quote tweeted a tweet that was talking about Dan Mullen and Shane Beamer both getting on the Trey Wallace podcast later on Thursday. And I quote tweeted that with a gift of Batman sitting there going, very interesting. I, I did admittedly take it on the fun. So I'm not going to, of course, you know, tell all of you who really do think that this could happen, that, you know, you're wrong for thinking that. And I can understand why you would want Dan Mullen because Dan Mullen is a very good offensive mind. He is a guy that is a proven quarterback developer, has a really solid track record in that department. Guys like Tim Tebow, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, Nick Fitzgerald at Mississippi State, and then later on, you know, you have Kyle Trask at Florida as well. A lot of quarterbacks who have been developed and probably reached their ceiling, honestly, because of the coaching of Dan Mullen. So... Obviously, with a guy like that and with a quarterback as talented as Spencer Rattler potentially coming back to South Carolina, which I'll discuss what the ramifications of that could be later on today's show, 
I could see why a lot of people would get really excited about that. But the thing is, this is the most difficult part about these coaching searches, especially a coaching search that is coming off of a season like South Carolina just had, where they're giving a lot of reason for optimism once again heading into this next season. Because sometimes we can let our emotions get the best of us. We can let our emotions dictate our trait of thought. And so, of course, you think about the fact that Dan Mullen has experience in the SEC, about the fact that South Carolina plainly has the position open in the first place, the possibilities that they could have with pairing up a mind like Dan Mullins with the talent Spencer Rattler, and yes, all of a sudden it all seems like it's going to make perfect sense. But that's not always the way these things work out. And the thing is, Dan Mullen, I believe, took the Mississippi State head coaching job back in 2009 or 2010 and was a head coach in the SEC all the way up to 2021 or the end of the 2021 season when he was officially fired by Florida because, quite honestly, Florida was just no longer trending on the up and up in his direction. And my point of bringing up that entire stretch is to let y'all know that the thing is, once these coaches get a taste of what being a head coach is like, which is not to say, of course, that the job is any easier, and that there's less tasks that you have to complete. Obviously, when you're the head coach of a college football program, especially one in the SEC, you've got a lot of responsibilities on your plate. You've got a lot of different aspects that you have to be involved in every single day of the calendar year. And so with Dan Mullen, because he was a head coach for so long in the SEC, it's my opinion that Dan Mullen would look to take maybe a head coaching gig somewhere. And while obviously that probably wouldn't be in a conference like the SEC, maybe even any of the Power Five conferences, it would probably be maybe a high-level group of five job or maybe a lower-end Power Five job. Because, look, again, no matter what you think of Dan Mullen and how his Florida tenure ended, Dan Mullen is a good coach. He's a good quarterback developer. He's a guy that can get a lot out of the talent that he has on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, he's made his comments about recruiting in the past that did not go off so well. Yes, there are times where Florida fans felt like he was completely out of touch with maybe a particular game result or maybe just respecting the admiration and passion that the Florida fan base has for their football program. But that does not mean that Dan Mullen would be a bad offensive coordinator. However, when you take all these circumstances into account and you take into account what Shane Beamer might be looking for in an offensive coordinator. Again, I've mentioned this before on the show earlier this week. I think that Shane Beamer is looking for someone who is going to treat this job like, you know, hey, he's going to enjoy this job. He's going to want to be here for multiple years of his life. He could see himself sticking around here for a while. Not just coming here for one year and then trying to use this job to propel themselves to their next job. Whether that be maybe, I guess, a nationally perceived better offensive coordinator job or maybe as a head coach somewhere. Shane Beamer, I don't think, is looking to hire a guy that would end up doing that. I think he wants someone that would stick around for a while so as to bring stability to his program on the offensive end. And that's just one of the reasons why I do not think at the end of the day, Dan Mullen will end up coming to South Carolina. Now, obviously, a big part of this entire equation is going to be whether or not number seven is going to come back for the Garnet and Black this next year. If he does, obviously, the possibilities could be endless with the 2023 season. So, 
what kind of impact would Spencer Rattler have, both on the recruiting trail and the transfer portal and for this team's potential next year? I'm going to do a deeper dive into all of those facets in just a few moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. But I do want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and even esports. We've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. I want to thank y'all once again for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen today. Now, for your next listen, I would like for you to go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, where the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day all take place. The Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Now, as I mentioned earlier on the show, one of the big question marks right now surrounding South Carolina's football team is whether or not Spencer Rattler is going to come back to South Carolina next season or if he's going to maybe test the waters and go ahead and declare for the NFL draft. Now, obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say how significant the ramifications will be from Spencer Rattler's decision. It could quite literally make or break South Carolina's potential to be a possible dark horse candidate, honestly, or contender in the SEC East in 2023. And in order to break this down a little bit further, we have to look at some of the other guys on offense who also are going to have a big decision to make over the coming weeks. Those guys, of course, are tight ends Shaheem Bell and Austin Stogner, wide receiver Antoine Juice-Wells, and running back Marshawn Lloyd. All four of these players are technically underclassmen in terms of their eligibility, but all are eligible to declare for the NFL draft right this second. Now, obviously, if you asked me today, I do not think either way that all four of these guys are going to declare. Matter of fact, I'm willing to step out of a limb and say there's one player that I would be pretty shocked if they were to declare for the NFL draft at this very moment in time. I'd probably say that'd be Marshawn Lloyd. I think either way, you'll see him come back because he wants to prove to NFL scouts that he can be durable throughout the entirety of a full slate of football games at the collegiate level. Now, in terms of how Spencer Rattler coming back could affect these guys' decisions, obviously, the big thing about offensive skill players these days is with how much the sport is now geared around the offensive side of the ball, how much the importance of the quarterback position has subsequently increased more so than it already had in recent years. 
You see a lot of offensive skill players now who are quite talented, like these guys who want to play with talented quarterbacks. I mean, think about in the NFL, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady. Skill players will go out of their way to go to Kansas City or to Los Angeles or to Tampa as of this moment to play with these quarterbacks. And that is the same kind of effect you could see with Spencer Rattler and these four guys. If Spencer Rattler comes back, I would be willing to say that I could see all four of these players returning. Because here's the thing. You can make a case for all four of these guys need to come back. Austin Stogner obviously has fought through a lot of injuries early on in his career. He's finally gotten healthier over the last year or so. Was relatively healthy throughout the entirety of this season. But would probably like to put up a bigger stat line. Plus, he's going after his NBA degree right now. And that's not exactly a degree that you want to stop while you're in the middle of taking those courses and then try to come back to complete that later down the line. So I would be willing to say I think Austin Stogner would be back either way. Juice Wells is probably the biggest wild card out of this group. If Spencer Rattler were to come back, I could easily see him going to Antoine saying, listen, come back with me for the 2023 season. I'll get you over 1,000 yards. You are going to be an All-American wideout if you come back with me next year. I could see Spencer Rattler telling Antoine Juice Wells all of this. And Antoine is a ferocious competitor, as all Gamecock fans know by this point. And while he had a fantastic ending to the 2022 season, kind of like Spencer Rattler, there are probably some people that sit there and say, well, can he be more consistent, maybe? Maybe that's the only thing that's holding him back from being a really high draft pick in 2023. So, Juice Wells could come back. And then Jakeem Bell, you know, obviously, he had a rough season for different reasons outside of injuries. But, again, Spencer Rattler coming back could be an easy sell to him to come on back to this next season. Maybe a new offensive coordinator being in here will change your draft stock and once again elevate you to those first-round projections that people placed on you heading into this season that just concluded. Now, the transfer portal would be another area where Spencer Rattler's decision would have a seismic impact on it regarding South Carolina. Look, there's no question, this past offseason, South Carolina had a fantastic transfer portal haul. And it's a big reason why South Carolina won eight games in the regular season for 2022 and are now in line to potentially win a ninth game in their bowl game, wherever they end up at. But South Carolina is going to lose some players from the roster this year. Obviously, they're losing wide receivers like Josh Van and Jalen Brooks, potentially Antoine Juice Wells. They are going to lose Christian Bill Smith. They could potentially lose a running back or two. They could potentially lose one of those death pieces that are on the roster. Maybe Rashad Amos decides that he's sick and tired of sitting around not getting snaps and he wants to transfer somewhere. Maybe Love C.A. Carroll sits there and goes, gee whiz, this was nothing like I imagined it would be. I thought I would get more of a chance here. I want to go somewhere else. South Carolina might need to bring in another running back. South Carolina might also need to bring in one or two transfer offensive linemen. They're going to lose at least three starters up front, potentially four if Jalen Nichols decides to forego his final year of eligibility. And yes, they're bringing in a great freshman class on the offensive line and a couple of really solid JUCO prospects. But y'all, listen, if there's one position group on the entire team where it is very difficult for true freshmen to immediately adjust to the collegiate level... It is offensive line. So even if it means that you get some FCS transfers, which I'm going to talk about one in just a little bit, 
You need guys that have experience at this level that can step in and be prepared for just the onslaught that is an entire football schedule against SEC-level competition. And then, of course, the potential for the 2023 season as a whole. Look, when you look at the quarterback situation for South Carolina compared to all the other primary contenders in this division, if Spencer Rattler were to come back, it would be huge for South Carolina because you look at these other teams, Hendon Hooker for Tennessee, again, hope that he's recovering well from that knee injury. That was horrific. He is gone, though, either way. Will Levis from Kentucky is going on to the NFL. Stetson Bennett, I believe, is finally running out of eligibility. They're all leaving their respective teams. Anthony Richardson from Florida, he could also leave as well. Maybe he goes to the NFL. Maybe he decides he wants to go somewhere where there's maybe some more talent that would surround him on the perimeter and up front. This would put South Carolina in prime position to be a legitimate contender for the SEC East in 2023. You would see all of these impacts in full if Spencer Rattler decides to come back to South Carolina. So, again, doesn't really take a genius to say it, but this is going to be a huge huge decision that could impact South Carolina's entire outlook for this next season and maybe even beyond because obviously you talk about continuing to build perception. South Carolina has another chance to do that this next season. Spencer Rattler could definitely help them more than likely accomplish their goals of continuing to elevate their status in the sport of college football. Now, I talked earlier about transfer offensive linemen and how even FCS transfers could come in and play a big role for this team because they have experience at the collegiate level. Well, South Carolina dispensed their first transfer portal offer on Thursday afternoon to a guy that is highly coveted by a lot of other big-time programs in college football. And we're going to talk about him in a little more detail in just a few moments. But first, a word from a couple of sponsors. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, so let's talk about South Carolina's first transfer portal offer that they dispensed on Thursday afternoon as they officially offered a Johnny Cornelius, a rising redshirt junior right tackle from the University of Rhode Island. Now, do not let his current stop fool you as to you know maybe how talented this kid is trust me based on some of the things I'm about to list off he is a really good talent and someone who can easily translate his play at the power five level Cornelius was a first team all colonial athletic association selection this season at one point during the 2022 season specifically on November 5th he was noted as having a PFF grade, pro football focus, of 91.1. To keep it simple, that's considered to be elite in terms of PFF's grading scale. And in 528 snaps up to that point in the season, Ajani had only given up one sack. One. Does not matter what level of football that you are playing at, if you are doing that well in pass protection, 
then um, yeah, you're a pretty good offensive tackle. Now, to give y'all an even better idea of just how talented this kid is, Ajani entered the portal on Tuesday afternoon, and he already has offers from the following programs. Missouri, Kansas, West Virginia, Nebraska, Cincinnati, Louisville, Minnesota, Penn State, Oregon, Auburn, Florida, and that's not even all of them. But those are the more notable offers that he has gotten. And of course, he's gotten an offer from South Carolina. Now, in terms of how a Johnny Cornelius could fit into this equation, maybe if South Carolina even has a chance to get him, I will say this. He is from, I believe, White Plains, New York. So he's a Northeastern kid. The fact that Penn State dispensed an offer to him here, in my opinion, automatically, just based on their location, makes them a legitimate contender in this transfer portal recruitment. Now, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, Cornelius ends up coming to South Carolina. Where would he fit on this offensive line? Well, you got to think about this. Dylan Wonham is, of course, graduating. He is completely out of eligibility. He's going to be gone from the team after this season. You've got guys like Jalen Nichols and Ja'Kai Moore who have both seen time primarily on the left side of the offensive line and I believe left guard and left tackle. But neither guy seems to have been able to really find their stride in this offense over the last couple of years. I think that the both of them could serve to be pretty decent right tackles, so maybe you could see them move over, but I don't think that maybe South Carolina would want to move a Johnny from right to left because of, again, the transition that he is still going to have against tougher competition that he will be undoubtedly facing in the SEC compared to the All-Colonial Athletic Association. In terms of incoming recruits, as of this current moment, South Carolina is getting offensive tackle prospects in Oluwatison Babalade, Jatavius Shivers, and Isaiah Yada. And I believe they might be getting one other guy as well. I could just be forgetting him off the top of my head. But I know that at least they're getting those three guys. And they're going after, I think, one or two others from the JUCO ranks. So South Carolina is getting some help at this position for next year. But I think this is a good call by South Carolina to dispense this offer to a Johnny Cornelius because, again, they are in need of some immediate help on the offensive line. They do not want to end up in a situation where they're going to be relying heavily on some true freshmen to come in here and immediately play significant snaps. That is a recipe for disaster at the SEC level when you're facing these kind of defensive fronts. So, Johnny Cornelius, again, do not let the fact he plays at Rhode Island fool you. This is a really, really solid player. He is going to be one that you're going to want to track moving forward. Again, the competition is going to be stiff, but if South Carolina could nab him, it would certainly be a fantastic start for Shane Beamer and this coaching staff heading into what is going to be a really pivotal offseason for them in terms of trying to capitalize on the momentum that they have built from the 2022 season. So that's going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are your thoughts on the entire Dan Mullen rumor? Do you think that there is some smoke to the fire here with Dan Mullen, that he could actually come to South Carolina? What are your thoughts on Spencer Rattler's decision that is impending? And if he returns, what the effects would be on this football program? And lastly, if you know about Johnny Cornelius, what are your thoughts on what he could bring to South Carolina if they were able to snag a commitment from him later down the line? 
Let me know all of your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube or shoot me a direct message at a line underscore SC and I'll try to respond to your comment as quickly as I see it. And once again, don't forget to make Locked On Sports Today your second listen now that you've listened to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Thank y'all so much for all of y'all's support and for listening or watching today's show. I hope that you have a great rest of your Friday, a fantastic weekend. Enjoy kicking back and relaxing and watching Championship Weekend and all the potential chaos that could unfold for the college football playoff. I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. <laughs> 